0: All right. We are recording. We're going. We're live. Uh, Hello, everyone. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. I'm here with Rivers Wilder-Green, who is my dear friend who I met in LA at Metabolic over a magical night of screen printing and activism.
1: Wait, what nights at Metabolic are not magical?
0: Never. Ma- metabolic is the most magical place. It like pulled me out of deep climate grief and gave me so much hope and connected me to so many beautiful people. It's just it's like a, a vortex and a portal of goodness and joy.:
1: It's almost obnoxious, because like <laughs> I, I always am like, you know what? I want to go to metabolic, but I want it to be kind of like easy. And it's never hard, but it's always like I always cry mm. I, go home with, like, so much hope that it doesn't matter what happens for at least 48 hours and, like, usually a laundry list of things I want to fucking research. And, like, you know, like, yeah. I mean, it's hard, to, it's hard to listen to anyone who has a nihilist bent who hasn't tried something like that. At the same time, I remember years where I wasn't even open to it. But that place is, like, yeah, you said vortex, duh. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone would bat an eye at that word either who works there, which is even cooler.
0: (laughs) They know they're so far ahead of the curve there. They're like already living in the future that we want to be in.
1: I still don't understand the sound silo, like upstream downstream thing. I just trust it. And I know that like any type of music playing is healing, but they're like tactically healing water. Do you get
0: Mm. that? You know, Every time I've been offered a tour there, I've started it and then gotten distracted. So I actually don't even know really what they're doing. I just know that it's magic and and that it that it like moves my heart and that they're like that I so metabolic is, is um founded by Lauren Bond and she's the only person outside of the LA water department to have a oh, I'm forgetting the word, but like um an ability to 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 work with the water in the area and to like refurbish it and to bring it to the community which is just amazing
1: i didn't know that like i just thought of like metabolic is kind of like artivist willy wonka and that would make her wonka <laughs>
0: is that fair i mean she's just so much better than willy Wonka. willy wonka to me has like a weird negative connotation. I don't know if that's like the Johnny Depp adaptation or what.
1: Oh, I never, I always think of Gene Wilder and him singing in his purple, but it's still very, very dark. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Anyways, would you like to introduce yourself to the people?
1: Sure. Um, My name's Rivers Wilder Green. I'm an earth conscious pop musician. Um, And I'm excited about, you know, rewilding the planet in our lifetime and leaving future generations with something so gorgeous that like we end our lives gobsmacked at what we achieved
0: oh that's so beautiful thank you
1: you you brought it out kelly i don't i've never see these words this is a collaboration Mm. i don't know i would have felt that way had i not been on a call with you okay
0: oh oh that makes my heart so happy all right. Yeah. How, how is your heart today?
1: I'm having a rough day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know how sometimes you wake up and despite your laundry list and your passion from the night before, you just kind of know, like it's kind of about introspection. I don't know that the quality of conversation other than this arena with you is going to be spectacular today. But it's like, if you don't know when to let a field field fallow, you can't expect fruit from it, you know? Mm
2: -hmm, And mm -hmm. like,
1: so anathema to this culture that I live in, that it's really hard to maintain boundaries. But I'm lucky I'm in the mood I'm in because I don't have the energy to get like too ecstatic at least the first half of the day.
0: I hear you. And, you know, Mondays are ruled by the moon. They're meant to be a day of reflection and, you know, inner workings and stillness. And it's a real, real trick of, um, of the culture that we live in that the work week starts, starts on a Monday.
1: I try to keep my paranoia at elbow length, but i also like, Girl, how much of these are tricks and how much of these are the exact science of owning an arena and knowing how to set ticket prices?
0: Mm. That's a great question. And that's something that I, um, I sit with a lot because, you know, I'm not interested in blaming, but also all of the, you know, how much of it was on purpose and how much of it just happened and oh, does it matter? I mean, maybe there is no line and it's this kind of wishy-washy thing, but yeah, how much of it is intentional? And and does that have to drive our work in dismantling it?
1: I like that you use the word blame because yeah, it's kind of like, it feels like a non sequitur because anytime I interrogate something I feel is evil, I just realize everyone's just kind of not, it's not spearheaded. It's, it's like, I think it, I don't know if it's MLK's quote, but the banality of evil. It's like you, you meet Oz and just realize they're just insecure and working on something you can't relate to,
0: you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. they
1: don't know that they're destroying something.
0: That's so. interesting. Yeah. So it's like, was it purposeful or was it just driven by fear and insecurity and needing to fulfill something and through that need, it became, you know, the the opposite of, you know, Monday was meant for reflection. And those driven by fear were driven so far away from it that they created the exact opposite, the polarity of what it's meant to be.
1: Yeah. And then we say they, because we're all abiding by rules and structures that no one seems to be happy about anymore. But it's like, I keep thinking of the end of um, Dead Poets Society where they've, like, fired Robin Williams and then the kids are all upset about it and then the one kid gets up on the table and shouts and everybody, like, lets loose. It's like everybody's looking to someone else for permission to create the new vessel for what we want because no one's happy, right? It's like it would be really it would be much easier to abide by like the status quo if the people who maintain it looked happy and healthy, but they don't. (laughs) And it's so absurd and everybody knows it, you know, like, it's really tough to deal with day to day because yeah, I like, I don't know. I'm sure you do too. Like I get a lot of advice from folks who don't take, the climate crisis seriously and like my general magnetic like orienteering is for belonging so I I love them and I and I listen to all of it, and I take it seriously and then like six hours later I get home and I'm like wait what (laughs)
0: yeah I yeah a lot of people tell me you know they're like you can't carry the whole weight of the world on your shoulders you can't cry for the whole world you know you 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 need to be less upset you need to you know and I'm like maybe I'm so upset because you're not upset enough, you know, maybe I'm carrying so much because you're not carrying enough and I don't know how to, how to carry less when there's so much that needs to be uplifted.
1: I mean, yes, yes, absolutely. That's my sentiment. Exactly. It's like the, actually I saw a meme the other day and it was like a bar chart And on the left it said frontline homies and on the right it said therapy and the frontline homies Mm -hmm. bar was so much higher. And it's like, what do I do when I, it's like, what do I do when I'm experiencing mental health crises? And it's like, I usually turn to my friends who are more brave than me and who are are further radicalized. Like Mm -hmm. rarely do I find solace in people who are, have found, who have, have, have inured themselves to the pain I'm talking about. Cause it's like, if you are uncomfortable by the conversation, imagine living through whatever I'm talking about. And why aren't we centering them and, and using that as a start, jumping off point? Because because I'll get into a, a five-hour conversation that leaves both people dissatisfied where, do you know what I mean? But yeah. um, I think it's a, a lot like other witchy things where you have to do the practice and the benefit might come months later unattached to the causal, you know, event. Right. And like, I see that in other people too. Like I got chided over the break by a dear friend for buying books, like physical books. And like, I get it, but it like the idea of opening something is like Mm -hmm. important and like wrapping it and the physical, like I'm, I like, I'm still there in my head. And then later they were sending me uh, pictures of an inscription of a book they're using in their professional life that I had gifted holidays earlier, you know? And it was Mm -hmm. like, I I know that that's happening to me as well. So I'm trying to give everyone the benefit of the fucking doubt because your girl needs it too.
0: <laughs> oh, totally. It's like, where do we draw the line between urging people to be different and being gentle with them and allowing them to be where they're at? You know, I um I've been working at a bar since I've been back in Vancouver and we serve... A lot of animal products there and lately i've been much more engaged with um with the understanding of what agri- animal agriculture is doing to our planet i have been mostly plant-based for a long time but at the start of 2020 decided to commit to 100 percent plant-based and i've been feeling really good about that and these people coming in and I'm dropping off pizzas with meat on them and I just want to like say things to them I want to be like do you know do you know that this is one of the worst things that's affecting the planet like but I'm like I can't do that but like ah. <laughs> well
1: like oh that's so I didn't know that about you Which um, part? that you're that you're co- committing to plant-based like and and because and, like you're inviting more uh, discomfort. Yeah. You're being brave.
0: And it has been a bit uncomfortable. It it hasn't been too uncomfortable because I've been, you know, transitioning to this place for a long time and with what's going on in the world, it's, it's much more easy now, but yeah, there's definitely been some discomfort and I I cut out dairy quite some time ago because whenever I eat it, it makes me break out and, the reason I want to eat it is because I like the taste of it. And then I go and I look at everyone else eating it and I go, it's not fair. It's not fair that they can have it. And I can't. And I just, and I, and then I would eat it here and there and I would get this awful acne and then I would feel terrible about myself. And I just got, I was just like, it's just not worth it. And I really had to internalize and conceptualize that like life isn't fair. And we have to sit with that and we have to like transmute sacrifice into strength.
1: Yes. Yes. And like, yeah, I like what you said about you. Oh, I say this to people too. I'm like, don't just applaud AOC be AOC in your life. Don't mm-hmm. like Bernie Sanders. Isn't like, Hey, continue what you're doing and I got you covered. It's like, we have to change, you know, like we, we have to, and and then, you know, I, I don't think we were recording, but you were talking about how like you feel responsible for waiting through the discomfort of unlearning some of these things so that you can be able to respond to other people and Mm -hmm. help. Right. And it's like, yeah. Also like, I don't feel sorry for people in in the industrially civilized world who 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 can't try something for 21 days my first question when someone's like oh I don't like that the first question I say is oh have you tried it and Mm -hmm. nine out of ten times they haven't and it's Mm -hmm. very funny that like we're wired or a lot of us are wired that way to like yeah like have have our suspicion aroused at something that we're not familiar with immediately
0: Mm. I I think it's because we live in a culture of comfort like our whole culture is is designed for us to never feel bad ever like that's what consumerism is it's just fulfill 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 and so something that's new that like requires a bit of quote-unquote sacrifice which is i think a word that we need to like redefine and reclaim but you know anything that kind of brushes up against the known and and the routine is is regarded with suspicion and distrust
1: well um, I, I'm not going to speak for you. I'll speak for myself. It took a fuck ton of discomfort to put me in a position where I would ever meet you at metabolic studio. Okay.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: And like, thank goddess for that. Look, looking back. And, um, I think too, that this goes underreported, the sense of like euphoric communion with the non-human world that you get when you are plant-based because these advertisements and I see folks chowing down on you know congealed cow's milk or, or, or whatever I'm just like I'm not a part of that and then when I get to see like when I hang out with animals I feel like it's an exchange that wouldn't be there otherwise. And the reason I have a touchstone for that is um, I was really lucky as an undergrad to go to the Galapagos and that island's significant because the majority of the animals that are endemic to the islands, right? So not just the ocean animals, but the, the land bound animals, they didn't co-evolve with humanity. They met humanity with colonization. So, of course, parts of it was devastating to them. But the other part that people don't understand is, like, they don't have the hard-born defense mechanism to run for the hills the minute they see a human. So the blue-footed boobies do their mating rituals at your feet. And the tortoises are, like, knocking you to – you know what I mean? And it's, like, this sense of calm in the place where – where they don't they're not being predated upon and and uh going to an animal sanctuary is entirely different than going to a farming operation however beautiful for that reason too and it's like it wouldn't be seen as a sacrifice if we valorized the rewilded paradises to come that mm-hmm. are already here and then mm-hmm. there's already precedent for in like non-human world owners um sorry i'm like spiraling
0: no i love it It's, it's, it's because difficult. yeah
1: Yeah, I I also hear you working in an environment where you have to come face to face with that and you want to be an activist in the moment, but you're also like, I don't want to lose my fucking job because (laughs) the activism I do with my free time therein is hopefully virulent enough to change enough in this watershed where less people are coming in ordering sausage pizza or whatever.
0: Right, yeah. And I mean, I really shouldn't be so righteous because I've, you know, Eaten meat off and on for my whole life. And maybe my kind of my my righteousness is more directed at me. Like what took you so long? And like other people were saying this to you for so long. Why weren't you better?
1: (laughs) Well, my brother reminds me all the time. He's like, Oh yeah, when did you learn this? And how many conversations? You know, like Mm -hmm. and um I, uh, I used to be a professional political organizer. I mean, what, should, what the fuck am I saying? I used to get paid for the organizing I did. Okay. And one of the things I learned during that time was um, for, to get someone to actually do something in a political campaign, either vote or show up to a caucus or whatever, they have to be reminded seven different times between initial contact and like event day. And then within those seven, there has to be, like, three to four different mediums. Okay. So, like, I think a lot of us who are radicalizing expect that our emotional or psycho-spiritual labor that we, like, do for other people, whether it's, like, indirect through art online or through, like, hard, direct, uncomfortable conversations for it to have an immediate yield. And, like, the math doesn't support that.
2: Mm. And
1: you had more conversations about the math of social change, I think it would relieve everyone because especially when you're new at something, like you were saying that some of the anger is actually at yourself. And like, I'm going to be seven years vegan in June, twenty two, twenty twenty two, 2022. Mm-hmm. And I like want to have a huge party, but like, I can't say that I've totally worn through my own anger at myself for that, you know, but, um, but that's not the space to be doing advocacy. We can't, I don't know. I won't say that. Anger is fine. I'm you yeah. can't do that. I,
0: I grapple with anger a lot and its validity and its purpose. And, um, you know, I when I share, say, on Instagram, if I share from a place of anger, like, people aren't here for it. And uh, oh. they, they, they're, it they're work. not receptive. What's that? It won't work. It doesn't work. And like, maybe it does something, but like, does it make things worse? And that's my always my biggest fear is that I'm making things worse instead of making things better. And I realized when I was operating from a place of anger, the likelihood that I was making things worse was so much higher. And that I was, you know, activating people in a negative way in a way that was maybe shutting them down or making them close off. And when I communicate from a place of love, it's it never does that. It always, it doesn't always work for every person, but it like, it works just leaps and bounds more. And yet we need to be angry and we our anger is valid and we deserve to be angry. Um, everyone should be angry in a sense because we, we've all been oppressed and tricked and are living in in ways that don't serve any of us. So that that anger needs to exist and be expressed. It's just how do we do it in a way that is is useful and helpful?
1: Well, you if you if you read or uh, speak with people who live in still like animus based like you know like mind realms about the the world, it's like the wind is angry. The river is angry today, right? Mm. And like, y'all know what that means. And you don't, it's not a judgment and it's not prejudice, right? And like, um, back to the plant-based thing, I think one of the final straws, so maybe the sixth or seventh thing for me was um, seeing a video of someone doing a speak out in the middle of a brunch, and she like put this chicken up, picture of a chicken up and was, had like the, the trembling in her voice and was like, this is, this is Nancy. Nancy sat on my lap and I'm here to tell you about my friend because mm-hmm. some of you are eating blank, 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 you know? And like, mm-hmm. I saw it online and I immediately recognized it as entirely righteous. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just like, fuck, like I, it felt like a make or break opportunity for me personally that I couldn't walk away from you know and then I admired her so much but a lot of it was from the anger she was willing to display publicly right which is is protest that's like striking right that's like kind of what you and I brought you and I together is like um well I would have been at metabolic anyway but 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 also it's like wait someone's host curating a talk on love in the multiverse that's like affiliated with extinction rebellion it's like (laughs) oh it's like yeah put a fucking salt lick for all of my favorite things you know like you're kelly multiverse my phone by the way what's that your name is kelly multiverse in my phone
0: that makes me so happy okay good I mention it
1: because I, I hope that it would make you happy.
0: So you said that you had to uh, wade through a lot of discomfort to get to metabolic in the first place. What what was that for you?
1: Oh, I was speaking um, generally, like in life. <laughs> like yeah. my my home ecosystem is what people saw in like Disney's fucking Pocahontas. Like I belong in like a fucking. Like tall tree, super wet, lakes, rivers, Chesapeake Bay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. that's where my, that's where my like bones stop clickety-clacketing and, and like relax. And um, it's just like, why am I in Southern California? Why am I in this like pitta desert fire ecosystem? And, you know, rivers means lava to me now, you know? the Mm -hmm. lava a lava flow is as much a river as a as a water river you know it's not how we think that's not the first image most people think of rivers but that's what I'm thinking now and it's not just disparate from the anger but a lot of it's like accepting anger because I feel like over and over again I entreat conversations with folks hoping for like I just don't think there's anything we can't fix if we can't get on the same page. Mm-hmm. So like nothing about what's going on in the world is daunting enough to scare me because every time, like every time I accept the discomfort and try to seek out new folks who, who are willing to, to wade through it with me, mm-hmm. they're there. Would I have known about them if I had not named my anger or sadness? Like, no, you know, but I don't know. I don't know trauma, bitch, fucking trauma. I'm sorry. I've a salty language, but yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like not knowing what to do. Can I get really bare bones about it? Please. Um, I am one of two siblings. My brother and I are 22 months apart. He's younger than me. When he uh, came into material being, when my mom had him, um, she was also diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. Oh so, God. yeah. So she had like a baby and then a brand new baby and her and my father were told that like she had months to live and she ended up living 17 years after that. Wow. Um, and with like radiation and chemotherapy and most of it were good years, but The auspice of my upbringing was, hey, like we gotta love really hard because time's not promised, and also like she's in trouble always. Mm -hmm. There was not like a lunch break, a recess, a you know field trip. uh, There was like no break from that fact, right? Mm -hmm. And so, in some way, I feel like my brother and I were primed for what everyone's now faced with. And for the same reason that you intentionally accept your discomfort so that you can help other people, like uh, not by choice, but by accident, like I feel like I've been thrust into that Mm. because I learned how to behave when my world was dying and um, it's tough. And it's also not entirely the whole truth because the feeling for me when my mom eventually did pass was like, oh, you can't learn the law of thermodynamics and then not apply that to what you love and who you care about. Like energy is neither created or destroyed. It's transformed, sweetie. Mm -hmm. And like the the thing I think about right now that makes me giggle despite whatever is on the news crawl or like on my Instagram stories is like I don't know who thinks that all these ancestors and all of these multitude of biodiversity lost in the last forty years are gone. They are showing up in the kids who are showing up with the climate strike, who are showing up in their very intersectional politic that will win out the day. Mm-hmm. Energy's not created destroyed, transforms, baby. All these dinosaurs, the the fucking continents that went underwater all that shit's getting churned like a good tomato sauce and it's going into the meal so like be careful what you sow you, you know what i mean like it's all coming up and i live for it because it's gonna be, you know like like imagine the dopest green juice ever and then add some ancient shit and some shit like like stuck in the fr- permafrost that's only available in 2020 and then sprinkle some stardust on that. And like, that's what we're in for, you know? So, but I don't know that I would have been pushed to that um, frame without enduring loss and discomfort. And it's not necessary. I think there are other ways to get there, but that's kind of my, that's the longest fucking answer to the question you asked me is what it was.
0: This is the most beautiful answer.
1: Oh please, oh please.
0: Seriously, that's, I hadn't thought about it that way with, you know, with we're hearing we've maybe lost a billion animals in Australia. And I know that that's what, what's activating a lot of people and what's devastating a lot of people. But to to acknowledge that they're, you know they haven't been destroyed, they've been transformed into something else. And we see that with the youth on the planet. Wow, that's, that's so, that's so powerful. That's so beautiful. Um, and I remind myself that a lot as I look around and, and feel deeply upset that, you know, right now we're in the, we're in the head of the Ouroboros, you know, this is the, this is the time where this immense action is happening.
1: Can you explain that? What did you just say?
0: Yeah. So you're familiar with the, the Ouroboros? No, it's an ancient symbol you've seen it the snake eating its own tail okay and so it's an ancient symbol for the cycle of life of creation and destruction and that's all there is right is is um is creation and destruction and this cyclical nature and it just keeps turning and turning and turning and we are in we are in the tumult we are in the the time of this immensity and the throes of labor, really were birthing a new world. And to get to that place, there has to be this destruction. That's how it works.
1: Mm. Well also, this is like the inevitable comeuppance of what we've been doing. And I've been saying to people, anyone who listen, and it makes people smile, I'm like, Don't put cookies in the oven and expect beet juice. (laughs) Like eco side is the natural conclusion of the, the, what the, all the tomfoolery that's been going on since I think fucking, you know, the dawn of agriculture and who benefited from that the most, I don't know. It's still, it's still up. It's still up. The myth, the, the whoever decided to believe in human supremacy—that's as, mm-hmm. as the sor- the source so far for me. Um, which, Where do you think
0: that came from? Why? What separated us from nature?
1: Well, I think it's what all of us are struggling with right now, right? Because time is an illusion. It's like, do I do I fight for control or surrender? Mm. And and uh, if you are in the fight for control camp, you have to adopt human supremacy as truth. Because, because do you know what I mean? The mm-hmm. other side is communion, and um, that's fraught for all the reasons we all know. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's been alive long enough to fall in love. It's like an incredible risk. It's an incredible risk. And to live, live on the high wire is like incredibly could be, well, I think, well, this goes back to one of our earlier conversations where it's like, is this by design? You know, like, mm-hmm. I do think there are political reasons. You know, that's the other thing that people don't talk about with animals. We have selectively bred the kindest, mm-hmm. most cooperative species who will do what we say and endure the worst sufferings imaginable. Worse than any sci-fi movie anyone's ever created, worse than any dystopic media anyone can invent, is the day-to-day reality for non-humans, ad- especially in fa- farmed animals. Yeah. And it's because they're sweet. Mm-hmm. And then you don't think that whoever created that math isn't applying it to humans under their control? Mm-hmm. How, do I, how do I manipulate you and keep... Keep your loved ones hidden from you, and keep them within earshot or sight just enough that you don't get too depressed to die too soon. So that I can make more from your body. I'm sorry, I don't want to get too dark, but um, I no, I think,
0: think people need to hear that.
1: All all of these things are ripe for conversation, and if the conversation unsettles you, it's like you know, uh, John Mayer has the song lyric, "Fear is a friend who's misunderstood." Mm. You know, it's like when you're playing a video game and there's that one like little thing in your in, in the level that you can't figure out, but you can't beat the level. And it's like, oh, fuck, I'm supposed to enter that cave. God damn it. I wanted to collect fruit. I wanted to throw barrels at that, you know, whatever. And like, you know, and like and like pass through the gate and go to the fairy realm. But it's like you can't because this fear you left unattended is actually, you know, like the going to be the source of your liberation sis. and right, right. right. That's, that's roomy. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm like that all the time. I just want to control my comfort and not surrender. And I think the more you resist that, the more chaotic life becomes and that's what the climate crisis is. And then I think, you know, some of us have a penchant based on our evolutionary history to allow for that more in our day-to-day life than others Mm -hmm. the letting go versus like grasping tighter um
0: yeah you reminded me of saying um we were talking about like do we have to go through the discomfort and the hardship to to come out the other side um stronger and wiser and it's a it's a roomy um quote and it's you have to keep breaking your heart until it opens. Oh and, wow. Yeah, and that's something that's really stuck with me because so much of my learning has come through heartbreak and um, all, you know, self-imposed really of allowing um, allowing people to behave in ways and and believing things about relationships and and humbling down just these wells of pain and yet like that's what led me to this search for the true nature of reality that's what's consistently deepened my understanding and opened my mind and I wonder I keep asking myself does it have to be this way do I have to keep going through this pain uh, to come out the other side wiser but do you think that it has to be that way for everyone or is the younger generation different can they just be they seem so enlightened and elevated and aware and maybe they don't have to go through that like can we can this cycle end
1: i unequivocally know that suffering is not a requirement period
2: Mm.
1: discomfort yes suffering absolutely fucking not i do not believe that i do not believe that I've been in places like metabolic, like rainforests and reefs, like animal sanctuaries, like my grandma's kitchen Hmm. after the dishes are done, where there's this calm and you're allowed to express yourself without fear of violence. And that is a natural state. And I think that the more that we enforce our dreams in the material realm and the more space we give that, the less we've even question that. Do you know what you mean? Mm-hmm. Like some of what you're talking about, the heartbreak part, like, fuck, don't ask me, bitch. I'm, I'm You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm in a one bedroom apartment right now, littered with collages I made about the future I want to live in, but I'm alone, you know? Like, um, so I don't know. I'm not going to pretend I have answers to that part, but, um, or, and I don't think that suffering is a requirement. No, Mm. like, no, 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 no. Um, you said like 10 interesting things and now I'm forgetting what I wanted to say.
0: We'll ask you a question then. Good. Um, if there's one thing that we need to conceptualize internalize to fix things it's just one thing what is it
1: oh okay this is what i was thinking of which is what your (laughs) question is um oftentimes in conversation i feel like the gravity of of like our our like everyone's agreed upon baseline is nihilism and like Mm. my my magnet the magnetism of my brain and heart and my butt is not that at all and so but like I don't want to come off across as someone like who's like aloof or not listening you know but I always ask I always ask people I'm like okay but what if the good thing happened Mm. like we are so willing to ideate and extrapolate the negatives Mm -hmm. but like but the like the practice of ideating the positives yields them too It they're all self-fulfilling prophecies you know like Mm -hmm. like what if your plan works what will the next three challenges be and then suddenly if you're attendant to those things or like what are the next three things you're going to want and then sometimes you do that and it's non-linear and then the thing that you were most anxious about becomes a piece of fucking cake
2: Mm -hmm. and like
1: you said, um, you said something about wells, right? You, about, you mentioned the word "well," I, like, but you were talking about it like sadness almost.:
0: um, I feel like I, I'm always scraping the bottom of a well. I don't know if that's what I've been referenced to, of like tumbling down these like deeper and deeper holes of understanding, and then you get to the bottom and you're just like, "Oh, fuck. Like, can I tell
1: you about my well? Yes. It only looks like a well on the surface, but really it's a hole into a subterranean river that is too deep and not even in the same realm of oil drilling that Mm. leads directly to the fucking ocean. And I think what we're also afraid of is our well of affection Mm. and, and, and our wells of desire. People spend more energy, I think inhibiting that than they do, um, Accepting or, or looking into the well of, of sadness or whatever, too. Like, I see all day long people's eyes, like their pupils dilate and the smile curve. If I had a dollar for every suppressed smile I see in an hour, I would not be worrying about what I'm worrying about today. And that's what confuses me right now. Like, I get all the depression. I'm like, why all this energy to suppress desire? Mm. Do you know, like, and and you think about? Oh gosh, I go back to conspiracy theory. It's this is a Monday day. This is Monday, y'all. Sorry. Um, you think about like um, how to control animals if you're the farmer, and you're like, here's the first thing you do: you separate the genders, and then you separate them by age, and then without these connections, they become more manipulable. And I only want this from you and this from you, and I don't need you, so I'm selling you. And it's like, and there are ways to keep us from one another, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, I think right now it's the emperor wears no clothes situation where, like, we're so far beyond the actual control apparatus and everyone knows it. We just don't have a story for the future, which is the reason why I feel like you and I are even talking right now is, like, these, you know, our own our own um, WWF match with ourselves <laughs> uh, forces us to meet people who are also kind of doing that. And that was the other thing. I, I, at work the other day, I had a friend who I love dearly like questioned whether something we said was racist or not. And like, it wasn't. And it was in like a mixed group. And I think they were teasing me because we all follow each other on Instagram and I'm constantly talking about systemic oppression. And I was kind of like, hey, like, if it ain't easy for you, it ain't easy for me. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like terrorizing myself about this too. Um, but only because it's like, I think you're, you have plenty of, fruit from your own discomfort and i do too and that's what i see when i see people who are wrestling with something that's scaring them right now i'm like oh my gosh ride it out babe right like okay. put like like pivot that lap that the your your left ankle behind you if you pivot it like this and you put your hands out you're going to be riding the wave back to shore you're already doing it You, you can't even see yourself right now you're doing it you know like i used to teach swim lessons and you can see that look of recognition in someone's eye where they're like in disbelief but they already know it's real you know like i live for that shit and it's all over where we met at metabolic it's also everywhere i go that has anything to do with changing the world for the better, you know? Yeah. And like, I think that's what people are scared of. Um, Am I talking too much?
0: No, it's wonderful.
1: All right, really fucking briefly. I've had like seven coming out processes already and I expect like 13 more before I'm 90. (laughs) Um, But one of them was about my sexuality and I had like for the first time in my post pubescent one life, like very, very serious feelings for a friend. And I was acting so weird. And uh, at some point my brother like s- pulled the car over and was like, you have to fucking tell me what's going on with you. And he was my best friend. And like, I like fell apart in front of him in a way that he hadn't seen. And I basically was like, I have these feelings. I'm so terrified of them because I didn't know the how serious they were for my friend. And like, what do I do? And my brother's like really quiet. And then he's like, what if everyone knew and they accepted you? Mm -hmm. And that made me cry harder because like, I hadn't gotten there in my own head. I'm like, I hadn't, I I wasn't able to hold, I was in too much grief to hold space to ideate in a positive way about what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And like the conversation allowed for that. And then it it made me cry for a different reason Mm. because like even the glimmer of it is proof of concept, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I'm hoping to engender for everyone. So the minute I meet someone who's like halfway there too, where it's like, Hey, it's not enough to despair about what's not working. We have to be very sincere and have complete candor about what we do want. Mm. Um, and, and you asked me a million minutes ago about what do I want to, what do I want to compel people to think? I'm like, let's get serious about what we actually want. Because the other law, another physical law is entropy mm-hmm. and it's going to be, it's going to be difficult and require some discomfort and collaboration left of center of your center. So mine's already pretty left, you know, or so I'm told, but my answers, I already know are going to come to the left in my own experience. And what's that going to require? you know? Um, mm-hmm. But like, that's where fucking paradise is. The cave yeah. you fear enter holds the treasure that you seek. That's what Rumi told us. Mm-hmm. And I forgot, I forgot it. I told, tell people that. And then I forget it at the same hour. Oh, sure. What, 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 what rapture.
0: <laughs> that's so beautiful centering around desire, because I think that's what, I think about our sexuality and how that has been more oppressed than anything else and the way yeah the way that it's been sectioned off and storied and like categorized and boundaried
1: well let's let's where are the graduate degrees in anti-speciesism because i would love to talk about that all day long let's that's the first thing you do to control or manipulate another earthling is you, you restrict their sexual autonomy. That's the first thing you do. You either do something to their genitalia, you physically do, place their bodies away from this, and then you have to teach them right from wrong. And, mm-hmm. like, and you think about how most of us are oriented and you think about if we all followed our desire, would there even be half the industry that exists?
0: No, because we don't be so having a good buying? time to like be yeah. buying things.
1: <laughs> well, we're, well, we're getting, re- we're getting dangerously close to realizing that at scale. And I think that's what happened in the sixties. And, um, except this time we're all like super duper educated and politically and, and, and busy sophisticated where i know it's not gonna fall out the same way Mm -hmm. and it's it's weird do you know who dolores cannon is no um she's i don't know which midwest estate she's she was from she's passed away her her human body at least but she's like this like old white lady who looks like you like run into her at a strip mall and you know give her your shopping cart but like she speaks on behalf of these like what people would call like extra, extraterrestrials or like, you know, like non-human entities, like give her wisdom. And she talks about waves of volunteers. And um, she talked about what happened in the sixties as a wave, because there was this like um, awareness that like, Hey, you know, the jig is up with regard to our parents having answers that satisfy us or anyone else. Like we have to create something new. And that was met with repression and violence right mm-hmm. and uh, and and death for many of the most outspoken among that movement um but there's another wave of it and uh i'm thinking it's going to be a tsunami that's oh, what i'm working for and that's what i'm for
0: yeah so tell me what do you think about monogamy
1: oh my god um Well, there are precedents in the non-human world. So when I get confused about something, I'm like, "Oh, do you know what? It's it's like any of us. It's like has my friend, sister, lover, cousin been through this?" And then if you're unlearning speciesism, you have a bevy of information on how to go about something. And so, like in the non-human world, there exists monogamy. There's like bird species and fish species, you know, that like prefer to find someone and then like go as deep as possible with them. And then the ones that are close, like I'm putting closer in quotation marks, uh, to us are not necessarily monogamous. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't just, dis- I can't extricate it from social control.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that's how I see it. Um, and then in my personal life, I can be very possessive and the idea that, you know, the person I desire most, like not wanting to go the full depth with, with me before exploring other people that would like, uh, that would, uh, I'm trying to come up with like a, farming colloquialism I really miss I really miss working yeah what but like a stick in my spokes you know like like I I I haven't rested on any rules about that yet and and you know for better or worse I haven't been forced with the choice so (laughs) I I get to I get to enjoy myself and enjoy the questioning right now
0: yeah that's something I grapple with a lot and um you know, I, I certainly over-intellectualize things and, you know, I can look I can. at how things work today and how they worked 10,000 years ago and, and you know, look at the stories in our culture and look at what we've been prescribed with. But then it's like, what's in my heart? And then I try and figure out what's in my heart and I don't know how to separate it from the intellectual and the stories. And um, and yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's like, yeah, it is so it is so socialized and it can be so oppressive. And yet it's like, there seems to be this like inner truth and want that says like, just, just this communion with one other person and that, that connection and intensity and experience and like the beauty in that. And I, and I don't know if, if I'm working to give myself permission for that because I also haven't experienced that in my life. And so it's like, is it a matter of, freeing myself from that story or giving myself fully permission to step into it. And I don't know which one it is. And add another layer to that. I also have this intellectual understanding of uh, neuroscience and split brain patients and that our left brain and our right brain have two different personalities. And I wonder maybe it's both. And I will never decide or never know which one it's meant to be.
1: Well, I think it's as simple as like, uh, Living in LA is making me acutely aware that flattery is can be you know like like compliments can cannot mean what they you think they mean. When I get complimented in different ecosystems, I take it at face value. And a lot of the times when I'm out here, I'm like, but um I'm looking at people's pupils and whether they're dilating or not, and it's kind of like a tell and um your body responds to that. And it's like, is, am, are you, are you here to keep me closed or help me blossom? Mm. Right.
2: Mm. And
1: like, and uh, I think that people, places, things that help you blossom in springtime might not work the following year, you know, like um, mm-hmm. I was going to say something. Cause I feel, I feel like a resonance in what you were talking about for yourself. And, um, I just wanted to remind you and remind myself and anyone else who might listen to this that, you know, like in the plant kingdom and the animal kingdom, there are incredibly unique, beautiful earthlings that occupy hyper-specific ecological niches. And sometimes they live in solid, in solitude and they come out to mate. They only meet each other when they mate. Or they only bloom every 17th year. Mm -hmm. Or it takes this specific volcanic ash in the rain, in their rainforest on a different continent, right? Like the the rainforests of Kauai are fed with sands from the fucking Mongolian desert. Do you know what I mean? Like there might be specific requirements for a blossoming that is so psychedelic it would make you weep right now. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 if you got what you wanted in love or whatever, you wouldn't be prepared for what's to come. Do you know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: there's a movie no one watched um, with Jennifer Lawrence uh, called Joy. And it's based on a real story of this uh, woman who starts her own business and it talks about how it transforms her life. But one of the opening vignettes is her reading to her daughter before she has the idea for her business about cicadas. And she explains, she's like, cicadas, uh, only; these type of cicadas only come, in out, come out every 17 years. And then she quits reading to her daughter and scoffs in disgust <laughs> because the idea that it would take that long annoys her. And it is an, it is a, um, it is an allegory for the entire film mm. because so many of us start off knowing exactly what we're here for and exactly how much love we want and it takes so many other things to, to dissuade us from it that, you know, sometimes when you enter that new states of confusion about what you want, it's easier to rest on what everyone told you versus, you know, surrender to potential heartbreak again, you know? And it's like, um, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I look at you and what you're able to hold space for, and I don't doubt anything. And I under, also understand that it's perfectly natural for you to doubt it too, and that's part of the process, right? Because I'm getting to enjoy you in 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 uh, gasps while you're breathing all day long, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, thank you. That's that's beautiful, and that's something I've been sitting with lately. It's like allowing myself to be okay with the not knowing and the not knowing what or when or who or how and just like being present and coming back to the present moment and understanding that the present moment, my focus, there's so many things to focus on, um, including finishing this book that I've been writing about my experiences in love and that, you know, I'm not at the end of the book yet. And maybe if I just take each day and each moment to, to be present with, with, with the work of getting things onto the page and not thinking about all of those what ifs in the future. If I take that energy and, 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 and properly focus on it, by the time I hit the last page, maybe I will know. And if I don't, then that's okay. And that this longing, this want, this need for fulfillment is part of the problem in my life and in the world, this constant seeking that that needs to be quelled you know and the script runs in my head it's not fair it's not fair it's not fair and i go well you don't get the dairy and you don't get the boyfriend at least not right now and that's okay and you just have to learn how to be with that and and focus on what's present and what's important
1: oh i'm at the point where i dairy is not part of it ever again for me Mm. because i have i have friends that are cows right right but um uh Martha Graham, the dancer poet artist, she talked about the Blessed unrest, and you might experience it in your last fucking breath, and that's proof that your window's been open the whole time and you never stopped learning, right and like and and I already know you're a part of that group, and I think I am too. and it separates you from other people, but isn't that okay? And don't you want a lover who can meet you at that level? right? It's mm-hmm. like, it's like so many of the things that have radicalized me are now toothpaste out of a tube. <laughs> I I cannot go back and be the person I was b- before, right? It wouldn't serve me or anyone else, right? And yeah. like I endured a huge heartbreak over the holiday. Um, yeah. And it's not the end of the story, but it's the end of a story. And yeah. I cried for days. and. Um, uh, my really close confidant asked me because I'm transitioning and she's like, you know, she can't picture what I'm aiming for. I don't know entirely either, but she just asked me, she's like, you know, what will happen if you feel beautiful and comfortable in your body and you still feel this way? And without thinking too much, I was just like, my desires will change along with me, you know, mm. like you don't know if you'll want the same things in a year. Like I and I never, never do, <laughs> you never do. Right. Like you never do. And like, that's exciting too. I like to think of it like guesswork. Like I think a lot of my journaling is just like these really silly time capsules, like like have you ever happened upon a time capsule you made when you were a kid or I guess everything we did that we kept is a time capsule you know
0: oh yeah I've been and I've been going through them lately and it's like smacking me in the face a little bit
1: (laughs) but you're never wrong for being open-hearted or wanting something you know like I look back and I laugh but it's not with derision it's with like it's with like sympathy or empathy you know like um unrequited love is still love mm-hmm. it's 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 it, it's like proof that you're it's proof that you're willing to fight, you know, and like oh, it's so painful because I feel like I only fall in love when I'm impassioned and I'm only impassioned when I feel like there's more love than I can grasp in a moment mm no satisfaction at any time
0: (sighs) but why like because that's the whole thing though there's never you know there is calm and there is peace and there is fulfillment but there also isn't like the human experience is to be seeking and grasping and constantly evolving you know if we were just fulfilled in zen like that's not what we're here on the material plane to do
1: (laughs) I, and I feel like I've met people who do such a better job than me.
0: Well, that's just not true.
1: no, no, yeah, yeah no no I, I like at um at embracing that and mm-hmm. not letting it rile them up and in- are going through stages of grief about things I learned a decade ago, and I don't want them to not go through it either like
0: you got cut off I, I, go back go back 15 seconds our energy is so excited the tech is glitching
1: i've been accused of that at the last like five workplaces
0: <laughs> you need to carry around some black tourmaline in your pockets
1: you you crack me up <laughs> um, i forgot what we were talking about because this is funnier and more exciting
0: i know i the tech all the time it's just I'm like, science, when are you going to prove this? Come on, like, we're just, our energy is, we're just all balls of energy, right?
1: Oh, well, okay. So um, there's a book called The Myth of Human Supremacy by Derek Jensen, who is a deep ecological writer. Deep ecological. He's not an ecologist, it's deep eco- ecology. Um, and that's not a, a pejorative, or, or like, it's not a like, cutesy, like, adjective. It describes a theoretic discipline um but anyway myth of human supremacy by Derek jensen answers to what you just asked Mm -hmm. um without yeah without giving it away or fucking up the explanation yeah um
0: to go back to what what you were talking about when we got cut off and then i think we should wrap things up because we could sincerely talk forever (laughs) but i feel like podcasts have like an hour, hour and a half limit before people's attention span go to to be okay. discovered. I don't know. What do you? Anyways, well, let's just we'll keep it natural. What you were saying was um, that you feel like other people are being better with being with what is and allowing things to be calm and centered instead of constantly like what something that I do is constantly neuroticize and constantly intellectual. Can try and understand it. And I'm getting better at that, but that's something that I'm really aiming for is just to be present with what is and to stop overthinking everything. So what was your question? I don't have a question. I was just circling back. (laughs) I
1: love it. I love it. I, I aspire to that. Can I offer another idea? Please. There are reptiles and birds who are born with a tooth that is only meant to get them out of the egg. And it falls off as soon as they leave. And I'm okay with being a squeaky wheel, see, l- looking like I'm angry for by people who aren't willing to attend to what I'm talking about, and and being seen for for being seen as ecstatic by those who do and feeling like me and my cohort are are the fucking vestigial tooth because this is the other thing the bird or the crocodile dies in the egg without that tooth yeah like and and you think about the courage required to try new things and like there has to be something going on there has to be a little there has to be some motivating factor whether it be discontent dissatisfaction unrest desire other or otherwise I don't think any of those things are wrong like Mm -hmm. to have a lifetime of that would be very hard and I think about people like Nina Simone or like Coretta Scott King or the the living Turia Kayapo in the Brazilian Amazon right now who like She has these pictures of her in her youth and now her old age, both with machetes held up to the industrialist necks, having to do the same thing over and over again. And, 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 and like, oh my gosh, you know, like she's not been, she's not less wise than she was at 19 saying, holding these people feet to the fire for destroying her, her ecosystem. Um, but fuck, if I saw her in a blazer, that's when my heart would collapse. Hmm. Hmm. And I can't ask that of... <sighs> it's a lot of grief. It's a lot of grief.
0: You You cut off there. You said, I can't ask that. I
1: can't ask
0: that of her. And, and not
1: attempt it where I'm at. Mm. And, and and if I saw her in a blazer, then I would be sad. Yeah. The, the day my dog stopped stealing our socks, our family did not expect it to be a process of grief. Her whole puppyhood, we were like, Jesus Christmas, why are we fighting with her under the living room table for the sock we need? And then as soon as the socks were were where we expected, it was heartache. And I never would have guessed
0: it. Mm. What's taking courage for you today?
1: Oh, my God. If I go to work, that will be courageous. <laughs> um, we could have talked about a million different things. And I'm so grateful for you today. And I feel like this is day one of the new year for me, <laughs> um, even though we're on the 13th day of 2020. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think, uh, this exchange is proof of what has to happen where it's like, everyone's got someone in their life who they know can hold space for the conversation they're afraid to have. And sometimes that is the thing that makes everything else easier. You know, like I have serious, huge, beautiful, rapturous experiences that I'm planning practically for this spring with regard to like music and activism. Mm -hmm. And I would love to just talk about that, but like you holding space for what we're both experiencing right now is already courageous. And now I kind of get to feel like the rest of the day is a victory lap. And I'm gonna focus on what you said about being present because, Mm -hmm. you know, coming home tonight and uh, washing my body thoroughly with intention will also be courageous. Absolutely. Yeah. But then showing up to the strike Friday too. Okay. Yes.
0: What is the strike on Friday?
1: Oh my gosh. It's one, it's the second of a four point strike this month designed by um, IIYC. It's the International Indigenous Youth Council, Mm -hmm. but it's this one specific to Los Angeles. And I forget where they're going to be, but I have a countdown on my Instagram because my friend Chandani put one up and I was like, shit, if I put a countdown up, will other people? So now I think, like, I did it because of her. And now there's, like, seven people who, put, who said yes to countdowns on Instagram as well. So I don't know if that'll affect attendance. But now I feel like there's, like, uh, I'm, I'm entangled positively to this strike on Friday put on by Indigenous youth. And I've gone to enough of these where, like, if there's a thousand people, it's ecstatic. And then when there's eight people, it can be as much or more Mm because then you get to go deep and you, and it's so funny. I've sat next to people who now lead strikes. Mm
2: -hmm. Like
1: I've sat next to people as, as, as volunteer first time. I don't know anyone who are now, you know, like Greta Thunberg's in their own community. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, How am I going to say no to that? How am I not going to force myself to interrupt my solipsistic, you know, one bedroom collaging, you know? (laughs) Um, So those are some examples. What's the other thing? Oh, I'm going in for my fucking legal name and gender change on Wednesday morning, filing the court paperwork.
0: Wow. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: I mean, what? No, go ahead.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I'm excited.
0: That's huge. That, is, is it emotional? Is it, is it all sorts of different things or is it just exciting?
1: Um, I've been chided about this, about my personality. I usually don't learn the thing till afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, God bless the naivete that allows me to do things like this. Because I think if I know what, you know what I mean? Um, I'm excited for sure. I cannot wait to have my like government IDs reflect the person I'm becoming and not who I've been assigned. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know what good will come of this, you know, like it's the whole fucking starfish thing. It's like, You know, it's like the star. All the thousands of starfish are dead on the beach, and it's not possible to fully attend to my list today. And someone's walking around, like making fun of the kid throwing them back in. And it's like you never know. You never know. Like the one that gets thrown back in could repopulate an entire colony and be the reason a coral reef exists in a hundred years. It's like I don't know if this is going to bring me the amount of relief. I hope it will, but it's like I'm gonna do it, Mm -hmm. and like. And I can already tell the way that when you smell like garlic and onions before you even know what meal it is, like you're mm-hmm. going to be happy, you know, like yeah. it very much this, like going to the courthouse, even if I get turned away for some reason, it's still that, you know, it's like, it's like, I'm, I am excited. Thank you for, thank you for asking.
0: Of course. Yeah. And I've been, you're reminding me of something I've been thinking about is like the ripples, you know?
1: yes
0: this is for you but the ripples of what this will do for the world that the people around you it's going to turn into waves
1: oh gosh well um can i offer another quick story yeah So, did you ever see the movie signs by m night Shyamalan yes okay it's their baby abigail breslin is the mel gibson's youngest daughter in the movie hmm And she's leaving at the beginning. She gets made fun of um, her uncle makes fun of her. I think for leaving glasses of half, half full glasses of water everywhere in the house.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And they're like, Jesus, won't she pick up after herself? You know, and they, and the camera shows living room, bedrooms, there's glasses everywhere, half full of water. And then in the climax of the movie, spoiler alert, they defeat the villain by throwing all of this water on it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, your foible, the weird desire you have that's born out of some fucking like trauma response could be the thing that saves the day, you yes. know? Oh, this weird ass thing my grandma put in my back pocket is the missing piece of the sorcerer's staff. Like how many times, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And i like, I just, um, I've experienced that in my own life in, in a trillion different ways. Um, and I just hope that, I hope that hearing this gives one person enough um, enough uh, safety to ideate that that might be true. This thing, you know, without harming someone else. This thing that that is a crook in your jaw. Is that the phrase I was thinking of? So, you know what I'm talking about? A spoke yeah. in your wheel. You're like, oh, you know the sh- the schmutz on your face. You know, like you might need a snack later, sis. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, extending this metaphor, if, sure. if climate cha- if the aliens are the climate crisis, what what are our half full glasses of water?
1: Conversations with rad babes who are willing to put skin in the game.
0: All the stuff.
1: Yeah, half glass of water. Kelly multiverse right now.
0: Oh. That's so nice. I I truly believe, and we were saying this before we started recording, that the work is the conversation, it's the communion, it's the coming, it's the getting on the same page, it's the seeing eye to eye. And, um, you know, what I really felt in Philosophy Club was this, this hive mind, this conversation, this thinking as a group. And I think that that is really what's going to carry us through, you know, Albert Einstein said, the problem will not be solved by the same mind that created it. And I think to shift our thinking requires, you know, we've been thinking as individuals and, uh, the rise of capitalism was the rise of individualism and this myth of separation. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that myth of separation was happening for a long time again, probably since the beginning of agriculture and the start of human supremacy. Um, but I believe that the stepping stone of, of ending those myths and those damaging ideologies is is thinking together, just thinking as a as as a human collective and not an individual.
1: I'm with you a hundred percent. I think uh, practically for people, sometimes what I've done, and it sounds like super rudimentary, is like host a potluck. That's Throw- it. Yeah, like you have a a projector or a shitty TV. Be like, hey, I'm going to watch this documentary and I'm going to make some tea. Who wants to come over? I had an impromptu, I called it a coven, with two women who I hadn't had friendships with yet. I just knew. And like, without getting into too much story, we all came over. Everyone brought just a little bit of something and we ended up doing a card reading. And I kid you fucking not, they'll cart me away. If I tell the full truth, what I wanted to happen over the course of the next, like six months happened that night with regard to my career. And I can't say that it wasn't the three of us and the, and the risk required, you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, anybody takes that advice it is a net positive for all of us in all fucking directions in all timelines for all all species you Mm. know like Mm. just let's do it let's do it i i i felt like i i felt so silly and i told you this that i missed your first talk which i had more people involved than the one i got to go to um but it is just that right like oh you have a wild hair i think i think about uh, a a hallway full of doors and there's one door with rainbow light you know that mm-hmm. you don't know what's behind you got to go after that one right like and 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 yeah like yeah showing up to places where you might meet people who fan the flame rather than exhaust it that's scary you have to you have to become a new person after that but do mm-hmm. it do it do it do it
0: absolutely oh that's so beautiful um one of my coven sisters is having this experience right now we got together on a new moon maybe six months ago and laid out some cards for her and it's all coming to fruition exactly how the cards said it would and it's just like it's so amazing and she had all this she needed the clear intention which i feel is something that i've personally been lacking i'm like why aren't these things coming to fruition it's like well i operate in a different way but she had the clear intention and the vision, and we came together, you know, as the sisterhood and this this energy uh, connecting. And now it's just all unfolding exactly as it was spoken to.
1: Well, it's the opposite of cooking a uh, baking cookies and expecting beet juice. It's like I'm gonna go harvest some beets, mm. you know, and like you do that with your friendships, and. And I'm coming to the point where I expect those things to work out when the intention is clear. Mm. Yes. I'm I'm where you at where I've been pointing the finger and having three point back at me because I don't have my, my intentions aren't entirely clear to me right now. And that's why I'm collaging rather than out in the sun, but there'll be a time for that soon.
0: Yes. There's a time for all of it. And um, I think we should check in again soon. I'm going to wrap this up now because I want to, we had some really interesting um, words about, about weed and RuPaul before we started recording, but I think we should save that for next time because it'll tie in really well to our intentions and what's coming to fruition.
1: Oh, I mean, this is already going to be a time capsule by the end of the day.
0: I'm Um, feeling that I'm feeling that I recently made a birthday gift for a friend and I inscribed a bunch of stuff and, it was only two weeks ago and I'm already wanting to like call him on his birthday and be like, by the way, it's all outdated now. Use it as a reflecting tool, but like none of it's true anymore. We've evolved too much since then.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, if they're already in love with you, they expect that you have another 10 things you're passionate about already.
0: (laughs) Always evolving. And that's the only way to be right.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Rivers. This is so magical. It's such a joy to speak with you.
1: You too. This was fun. Anytime. Thanks for thinking of me. And uh, when will you be back in LA? Uh,
0: probably April, but just for a visit. But everything's still up in the air right now.
1: <gasps> Maybe for Earth Day?
0: I would love to be there for Earth Day. It sounds like there's going to be a lot of special celebrations going on. Oh,
1: oh my gosh, that would overjoy me.
0: Yes, yes. And is, is there anything you would like to leave the people with? Um, and where they can find you? I'll I'll do show notes and links and all of that. But what would you like? Oh,
1: to you're so sweet. Um, I'm all over Instagram. It's at underscore wilder green. Please check out my music. There's links in my bio. I have huge, beautiful music on the way that I'm going to debut this spring. And I don't want to say anything more, but I'm very excited. Also, y'all need to read Myth of Human Supremacy by Derek Jensen. Look up Turnira Kayapo, T-U-I-R-A space K-A-K-A-Y-A-P-O. Um And thank you so much, Kelly.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: Yeah.